today on the podcast, I have Denise Soriel. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you, Jacqueline? Oh my gosh, I'm so, so excited. And we'll get more into how we know each other, but I just, like, Denise is someone I met two or three years ago, like, met, and I'm putting quotes up, like, <laughs> met her on Facebook because of running, because of the Chicago Marathon, and actually, no, it was because um, of Girls on the Run, when I ran um, Girls on the Run, and then joined yeah. your your Facebook group, um, but that was, like, so many years ago, and have just yeah. been following you, and everything that you've been doing, so cool to, like, meet, <laughs> yeah. And I've been following you too, girl. <laughs> yeah, our lives have changed so much in the last few years, haven't they? <laughs> yes, and we're not done yet. Oh, no, 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 no. This is the beginning. Yeah, yeah so exciting. But I always love to start off with um, just where, you know, what, what fitness was like for you growing up. Um, you've been a runner for a long time. I have a lot of lis listeners that are new to running. Um, but some that have been running for a long time, but I just love to hear because it's, it's a challenge. It's a journey for all of us. So what was it like for you in like high school or college? Yeah. So I actually started running in the fourth grade um, because I tried basketball. I tried volleyball, but even, even now I don't have any eye hand ball coordination. So running has always been there for me. And even as a little girl, I just, I always felt better after a run. Um, it's just, it's still my best friend. That's crazy. Fourth grade, I don't even, yeah, I don't think I was doing <laughs> And then yeah. I ran, um, I continued to run. Well, I've been running ever since, and I ran in high school. I ran track and cross country. I was never very good. Um, but you just had to show up, and you were on the team, and you got a jacket, and it's like I, I, there weren't teams when I was in grade school. So once I joined the high school teams, it's like I made all these friends and some were really fast. It didn't matter. It's just like running in adulthood. It, the pace doesn't matter. And runners are so welcoming no matter what age. <laughs> I, and I wish that I had known that um, back then because when, like, because I wasn't athletic growing up, but I always looked at people on the cross country team. And I think that like, I was like, oh, these are all like the really skinny people with like skinny legs that are just super athletic all the time. <laughs> and it was like after college that I was talking to people that were like in college cross country that were like, I wasn't actually good at this. Like I just, like this was the first year I went running and I was like, wait, no one told me this. No one told <laughs> me that I could have done it then. I just had no idea. Well, I think, I don't know if you had this growing up, but my, um, like my uh, exposure to running outside of when I would run on my own is gym class where we would have to run the one mile time trial. So that's what I thought all runners, like real runners were like fast and lapping me mm -hmm. <laughs> and not winded. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, um, we save that for the elites. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the mile test I think has, it kind of, I think it, for a lot of people, it kind of ruins the idea of running or running was the punishment that you did in other sports. Like you messed, totally. you messed that up, go run sprints, go, go run laps. Yeah. That's why I'm meet people to that. They hate running and we have to do damage control from high school gym teachers or coaches because that was their exposure when I'm like, no, it's really fun. And you can go whatever pace you want. You can even take pictures. You can talk to strangers. You can run the world. That was so that's what I do every day is I turn running naysayers into yaysayers. 
Yeah. <laughs> so I actually, so I saw Denise at the Chicago marathon a few months ago. Um, we'd never seen each other in person, just on Facebook. Oh. And again, she stopped and took a picture with me. I was like, you're running a marathon. <laughs> No, we took a picture together. And I do love that about you and your social media. Like you make it a very positive, um, a positive thing and like not intimidating because a lot of people are like, Ooh, but I'm not good. I can't actually do this. You know, she's been doing this since fourth grade. She's going to judge me. No, no. I, if anything, huge open arms. I'm doing that now. And I, like every day I meet people that, oh, I've never run. I'm not a runner. I can't run. And I always start with, I have so many clients that I worked with that they haven't even run since gym class. And now they're doing marathons or some of my clients, they started one mailbox at a time or um, one block at a time. And it's, um, it just gives you so much back. And that's why I want to share it with people. We, we never, we never feel worse after a run unless we get injured. I mean, like 99% of the time we always feel better. Um, it's just you, it's your alone time. Um, you, if you're chewing on something, this is from my own experience, I get, um, clarity or direction and plus like internally, I, I just feel like a stronger version of myself and not muscularly, even though it does affect that, but more, um, more, uh, like stronger, stronger Denise. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. Like you it's can hard explain it. unless you go through it. I don't know. Yeah. Like other runners can relate. Yeah. The but first future runners can't relate till they, they experience it. And I think that too, like, like the first time I ran a full mile, I was like, holy crap, I did that. And then like the first time I ran a marathon and now it really is like the whole thing about it being stronger. There's so many times where I'll be like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. And I'm like, remember that time you ran a marathon? Like right? do that. So whatever this is, you'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. Yeah. And like my, my beginners that haven't run in decades, I just tell them to start. I know there's a couch to 5k program, but I do it a little differently is I tell them just to start with like 20 or 40 minutes of a walk run where if they're starting from nothing walk nine minutes with a purpose and then jog a minute and do that for 20 or 40 minutes three days a week and then eventually like five or six weeks later your your bot our bodies our bodies and our minds adjust to the stress we put it through so eventually you'll you'll tell yourself oh i want to walk earlier so then you run earlier so then you walk eight minutes and jog two minutes. And before you know it, it will be 10 minutes of running. It's just like when you go to the gym and you start lifting weights, like initially three pounds, may be too much. And then you get to a point where it's not challenging anymore. So then you go to five pounds and then five to eight. It's the same with um, transferring a walk minute to a run minute. And then I also tell, I tell my runners, my beginners, when they're walking to walk with a purpose, Walk like you got to pee and you can't find the bathroom or you're late for your gate and you have all your luggage on you. And then on the running part, run, um, run a pace that you can talk the whole time. Because I, I feel like, too, when people start up, they run that pace like their gym teachers watching them with the clipboard. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, you want to go a pace that you can talk the whole time. Otherwise, you're not going to like it and it's not going to stick. Mm -hmm. but yeah, it really, it's, it's been, um, it's been the best gift of my life. 
the best thing in my life. I, the, the places I've, like I've said, the places I've run, the people I've met and continue to met, I wouldn't have met you if it wasn't for money. Yeah. 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 So I just want people to join our club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm all for it too. It's, um, there's so many things like I would not, I, like, I just wouldn't be who I am without running. And it's like, well, those things like, like some, I ebb and flow with running. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, like all for it. And then sometimes I'm just kind of yeah. casual, but it's always that thing. I always come back to it because like what you talked about, like the mental piece, like you don't yeah. get that. For, I don't know. Like lifting weights is cool. I love, I love getting stronger, but like, I don't, mm. the like being alone and in your mind with your, you know, with your thoughts and focusing on your breathing and seeing different things when you're out running and meeting different people. Oh. It's just nothing like it. Yeah. It's so different, but okay, let's, we got ahead of ourselves. So I want to hear more yes. about, so I know we're just like evangelizing people. <laughs> <laughs> runners with us. So yeah. you were a runner growing up in elementary school, um, but you were not always a running coach. So take us through what it was like in high school and college and post-college and career wise. Sure. So like I said, I've been running since I was little. And then in high school, I wasn't very good. And I just had this, um, I had this uh, misconception that people that ran a marathon were the people that competed at the high school state level, or they got a scholarship to run. And so a marathon was never in my vocabulary. And so in 1993, um, my older sister did the marathon and we would always run together and what she did is she turned something I thought was superhuman, human. So in 1994, I did it. And it changed my life. It, um, I, it's like I never felt X enough. And finally, there was an X I could put in there. I just got, it was my first dose of confidence. I mean, and at that time, 1994, not that many people were doing a marathon. And what it did, and what I feel like it does for all of us, is um, it ignited an empowerment engine that um, is with, I feel, is within all of us. Um, especially when we do something we're excited about, scared and excited. And so I crossed the finish line. Well, I hit mile 20 or 21, I don't remember. But I said, never again. This hurts so bad. Yeah. Because at that time, I didn't know there was a science to training. I didn't know anything about it. And I, um, like most of us, never again. And I got through the finish line, couldn't believe it. And I don't know, again, it was so long ago. I don't know how much time it had passed before I said, that wasn't so bad. I want to do that again. And, and I think I can get faster. And it did. It gave me this fir the first dose of confidence that I finally, um, that I was searching for in so many other things in my life. And the reason why I think um, any finish line, no matter the distance, your first finish line, I feel like um, it, uh, it changes you internally because no one else is telling you to do it. It's all you. Like yeah. we get good grades, but our teacher, we have to report back to our teacher and our parents, right? Um, we have to like be effective with our inboxes. Well, that's our boss. Well, races, it's all you. Mm -hmm. And it did, it just, it ignited that empowerment engine. So I did a couple more on my own. And then, um, I met this girl, Beth, who qualified for Boston on her first marathon. And I asked her how she did it, and she said track workouts. And I said, no way. <laughs> it's like high school gym class. 
And I finally conceded and I went to her coach's workouts and I qualified for Boston my first season with him. And again, the girl, like people that, I, I don't know if I said this, but the people that ran in high school that were good, they still know their times. Even at my age, and I have no idea what I ran or the distance it even was, if it was two or three miles. So this girl who was never very good at any sport, whoa, I am at Boston. Well, then, um, then it's like I was never – I found the X, but then I was never good enough at running. I always had to get faster at every race. I became, I became so myopic about it that if I missed a workout, I beat myself up. If I didn't PR, well, if I PR, I would be proud of myself, and then it would fleet. I had to focus on the next race and getting faster. And I didn't see this at the time at all. I, I This was my normal, and it also was – I felt like it was the one thing I could control in my life because, wow, I'm finally good at something. And so I, um, I put my heart into it. I mean, I think it was 2006 or 2007, the girl in the back of the cross country, like I won a thousand dollars from the Chicago marathon because I was the first Illinois masters female again. So my coach, he got me from, like a 428 to a 315 in seven years, seven or eight years. But gratefully, um, and again, I didn't see this at the time. Gratefully, August 16th, 2009, I was heading to Central Park to do the New York City Half Marathon and, again, chasing a PR. Well, on the way there, I got hit by a car, and I flew on the hood, I shattered the windshield with my body, and then I bounced off the hood and landed in front of the street, in front of the car, and I hit my head on, like, there were so many thank God moments from that, that day, it is actually my rebirth day, and I didn't, um, I didn't need surgery, I broke um, four vertebrae, and um, yeah, I, I, it stopped me and brought me back in retrospect it brought me back to the fourth grade girl who like fell in love with running for what it did for her internally and who it brought into her world and where in the places she was able to see so a month or two after the accident um once i was kind of mentally and physically stable i um i think i had four months of rehab but I just felt like there was a reason why I survived in the state I was in because I don't know, it's a eighth, a tenth of a centimeter could have made all the difference. And that's when I decided I wanted to give back to running for what it had given to me. <laughs> um, I'm getting emotional because it's, uh, I, I can't even, like that accident and what it's brought to me, well, what running has brought to me from when we first, um, when I first put my uh, pair of pumas on in fourth grade um but yeah I, I just I started coaching after surviving that accident and I started coaching part-time there's no running in or there's no crying in podcast interviews I know sorry I'm blowing my nose here <laughs> um, but yeah I, I started coaching part-time while I was still doing account while I was working full-time and um it just, I, I work with people starting to run their first mile or trying to get into Boston. And that was 2010. And um, 
again, kind of going all over the board, I should have had decaf, but I did that first marathon. I didn't think I could. I got into Boston. I didn't think I could. Well, I, I also did two Ironmans and I'm still deathly afraid of water. I also, um, I, um, broke off an engagement. Um, I took, uh, uh, improv classes to get over my, um, fear of public speaking. I skydived. So going back to that empowerment engine, I feel like every time I did something I didn't think I could do, I was like, it was getting brighter and brighter and I was building like a courage tank. Yeah. So that, that way the next time something uh, skiding, scary and exciting came into my world, I would, I would face it. I would, um, I would, uh, not let the fear stop me in my tracks and my possibilities. So fast forward to June 3rd, 2016, I, I decorporated and left my 26 year career in accounting to coach full time because (laughs) I just, um, so many things we do get older and wiser, but I just realized I, I found a different definition of success and it really is, um, connecting with people and leaving an impact on people. And every day I get to help somebody do something they didn't think they could do. And it just sticks to my soul. And I, I love it. And yeah, I was skited. That's when I came up with that word. It was um, that morning when I, um, my last day in corporate America, I'm like, I'm scared. I'm excited. I'm skited. I go, oh, <laughs> that's how all my first time marathoners are. So yeah. I can so relate. Yeah. I had a boss one time that told me or a manager and she was like, if you're scared, you should probably do it. Whatever it is, just do it. Do it. What a great boss. Yeah. 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 (laughs) She's an entrepreneur now and she's building an app right now. Amazing woman. Um, but it's like, we get so like, Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. No. And then you do it and you build that confidence as you go. And it's crazy. Yeah. And I tell even my first time marathoners or even any of my beginners, um, cause I tell them, you know, I want to help them get into running or even walking. And I, um, always have them sign up for a race. Cause I tell them why study if you don't have a final. Yeah. So I tell them, you know, it's okay to be scared and anxious. It's totally normal, but draw on other things you've done in your life that you didn't think you could do. And you wanted so bad. Yeah. And you fought and you did it. And it's the same thing. But this, it changes us so much. It does. And I think that's the thing is like, for me, there was nothing that I had done in my life that I was like proud of myself or accomplished. And it probably was just me being hard to myself. But like you said, running was the first thing that I did where no one was like, you know, get your, get this done, get this done. It was literally me going out and running. And that was, you know. And, and no one cares about your time. Like you finish, like nobody cares. Like we always think like, oh gosh, I don't want someone to know that it took me this long. Like literally I, no one cares. But then you build on that. And you're like, well, okay, I, I did that. What else can I do? Right. That's why I want to share um, finish lines with everyone. Because <laughs> it does. They're magical. It really is. And you don't, and I don't think that you know that. I think a lot of times we're like, oh, well, I want to get healthy. So I'll start running. And then you run a race and you're like, whoa and that we hear it gratefully we hear it all the time and they do get hooked or someone who oh i'm just gonna i'm just gonna do a half 
I'm only going to do halves. And then you finally convince them that, yes, you can do a full. And then they go with it. Or someone who has a bucket list of a full. And they're want, they're, no, 90% of us say we're only going to do it once. And then when they get hooked, it's like, oh, I, like my heart lights up like E.T. I'm like, okay, on to the next one. <laughs> So you had quite the year this year, uh, traveling around, racing, like crazy. What did, tell us everything that you did this year. Well, this was, um, well, every year has been a gift, I swear, after that accident. But this year, um, I ran the London Marathon with two of my um, girlfriends. Uh, a lot of my runners, they start as clients, but then they become friends, so they're cleanse. <laughs> I went to London with two of my cleanse and they both Julie and Siobhan had run a bunch of marathons before, but they had never done, I forgot, I ran Boston and London with them. So they had never run two in six days. So I just coached them as if they were doing an ultra and they were, they were very skided. Uh, It was outside of their comfort zone and I could not have been more like I have chills. I could not have been more proud of them doing both and they stayed we all we stayed together through both races so that was like just share being in the passenger seat with my clients is I'm so I'm so honored and grateful and it does it it lights me up like my heart like ET and so after um the double then I um I went to Nashville with another one of my um runners um Allie and she ran her first marathon Again, couldn't be more proud. And then um, in June, I went to South Africa, Durban, South Africa, and ran Comrades. I don't know if you've heard of that. It's um, it's the oldest ultra marathon in the world, and it's crazy hilly. It makes Boston seem like a 5K run of hills. But I finished it, and um, I yeah, I just could not have been more proud because you know, living in Chicago, there aren't any hills. But I did it, and I'm going back next year to do it again. Um, but uh, I guess bigger, there's like two huge things that um, that happened to me this year. One is I um, published my first book <laughs> to help um, to help uh, first timers do their uh, do their first marathon, even if they're not a runner yet. I'm so proud of that. It was three years in the making, and I'm. Yeah, I really think it's different than most other training books because um, it starts off, the cover is a collage of 26 of my, 26 runners that I've coached. And one of them, Josh here, was a guest of yours. He was. He's awesome, yeah. And then it goes into 26 miles and four aid stations of chapters. And so each of those chapters, like the chapter about my legs are hungover, is all about um, recovery why it's important, the different types of recovery methods. And then it has a spectator sign that ties to whatever the chapter is about. So I have a sign that says, you thought they said rum. And then it also starts out, which I think is very, um, is just uh, so inspiring. It has one of my first timer stories at the start of each mile. And, and then of course it has a training plan. So this is my latest finish line. I'm so proud of it. It was, um, it was not easy. But that's where our growth comes from, and that's how we light up on the inside. So I, I published that um, in August, 
And then um, at the Chicago Marathon, when we got our selfie to groupie together, it was my hundredth marathon. The wow, girl yeah. who didn't think she could do one. And I had so much fun. Well, I have fun at every race. <laughs> because I think it's because it was almost taken away from me. I, that's a huge part of it. Plus the people I meet. But um, I ran, I started in the back with Max, Marathon Max, who's 82. And I stayed with him for about five miles. And then I, um, I ran and just tried to catch as many of my runners and my friends as I could. And I took a groupie with them. And yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was, it was priceless, special. And it's just, I, I don't know how my next year will be topped because I also, after um, Chicago running my 100th, I then went to the New York City Marathon and ran um, my 101st with Andrew. It was his first. Oh, so that was really special. And then a week later, I ran the Tunnel Hill 100 with one of my cleanse, um, Kevin, and he did his first 100 and I did my second 100. And then I went to New Zealand. Um, yeah, so it's, I've just, I've been very gifted and, um, going back to when I decorporated, I, um, you know, I don't, um, when people are like, how did you do, how can you do that? You know, yeah. a lot of people have more responsibilities than me. Like I have a cat and a dog. I don't have children. Um, but I tell people they don't have to leave their career to find their passion. I feel like even if you do something once a month that brightens your heart like ET, just do it. it it's, um, that's, I mean, I've heard that saying so many times, like when you follow your heart, you're never wrong. And I never listened to that. But once I finally, I so believe it. I mean, you're doing it every day too. You found it. Yeah. Gratefully, you found it. Um, earlier in your life, I, at 48, I decorporated, but I'm just glad I did. And in my life, you know, I, I've totally downsized the place I live in, the car I drive, I eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, but I am richer in so many ways. That's where I go back to, I have a different definition of success. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I just, and I feel like if you, even if you do something once a month, that um, brightens you up on the inside, it will organically grow. And, and going with that, I think that when I was in a job that I was not happy, and actually when I first left college or when I first got out of college, I remember talking to someone and they were like, you need to get a hobby. You need to get a hobby. Oh. And I was like, I was like, I don't have time for a hobby. I have to work. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? Hobby. And then like eight years later, I was like, I think I need a hobby because all I do is work and complain about work oh. and I'm sick all the time. So running became this thing that I did while I wasn't very happy with my job, but it was like, all right, I have this thing that I'm doing that I'm happy with and it's hard and it, um, but it was building up like that grit. It was building up that confidence. It was like that thing that was hard. Like running was not easy for me when I started, no. but it was like, it was that thing. Um, and then again, it just kind of like flourished. And not that everyone, again, you don't need to quit your job to find yeah. that thing, but like adding something in a hobby, like, and it being a hobby, running, being a hobby or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. And 
Sorry, go ahead. I just never imagined that um, my BFF from fourth grade would have gifted me with all of this to date. <laughs> yeah, isn't it crazy how things come full circle? Yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. So, and I love, I love how you talk about how you work with like runners of all abilities. So people that are doing their hundredth or whatever marathon and people that have never run before. Yeah. So do you, you work with people online and in person as well? Yeah. So I'm based here in Chicago. So I do online coaching. I also do group coaching and then I also do something unique and I do one-on-one -on -one where I little, literally will run with the clients or race with and or race with the clients. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So um, we, I have a lot of runners that are new. This episode is going to come out at the beginning of January. A lot of people are probably going to be like, let me start running. But yeah. I know for me, so this is another thing too, is that it took me probably seven years of me seeing people running on the lakefront path in Chicago before I was like, all right, let me do this. And it wasn't until I actually put the money down for a 5k that I had not trained for. Yeah. But I was like, like I put the $35 down, which was a lot of money for me at the time. Like I didn't have very much money. So I was like, Ooh, I shouldn't be spending this money on myself. Yeah. Um, but it was like when I did that, that I actually did the 5k, but it took like seven years of me pretending to like run to actually mm -hmm. do it. So anyways, going back to, so let's beginning of January, people might have a new year's resolution, like, Oh, I'm going to get in shape. But what, what can they do to make running like a real part of their life and like actually stick with it and do it? Yeah. My first thing is um, kind of what you did, but not wait seven years is to definitely sign up for a race. If you're starting at zero, I would shoot for a 5k, um, maybe like, three or four months out because I also don't want you to feel overwhelmed because then you won't stick with it. And also, um, don't, um, you don't need to run or walk every day. So a lot of times whenever we start something new, we go all in and then it becomes overwhelming. So that's why like with my, um, one of my first timers who's in the book, Frank, he hadn't run since gym class. And he, he was 46, I think, at the time. So we met three days a week, and we did that nine-minute walking, one-minute running for 40 minutes, three days a week. And, and then eventually his body and mind were like, okay, I'm going to swap a walk minute for a run minute. And then eventually I'd add another 20 minutes. And so that was like February 2015, I think. And then July, he ran a whole half marathon. So again, it's like, just, just, um, try not to overwhelm yourself. Um, I actually, on my website, I wrote a beginner 5k plan for Weight Watchers magazine. Um, so awesome. anyone listening can go there. Also email me any questions. I'm here for you. Um, but yeah, sign up for a race. Um, don't, um, try not to over, try not to overcommit yourself and just do like, even try one mailbox at a time because fast forward, you're going to look back and you're going to say you're, I mean, to give that back gift back to yourself, the accomplishment and see that, wow, I couldn't even do a mailbox. And what's going to, what's going to happen too is you'll meet someone down the road where they don't think they can do it and you'll share your story and you will inspire them. 
so yeah, find a 5K. Don't bite off so much. You don't have to. Um, and make sure you're number. Make sure you're in the number two is first wanted, and number two, number one is first wanted. <laughs> want to be active. Want to start running or walking. And number two is make sure you're in the right shoes. Oh yeah. And then I tell people find a raise. If you can't find one, email me. I will find you one. And if it's in Chicago, I will probably run it with you. Um, the other thing is I get a lot is running so boring and I, it can be, but that's why I have a lot of things in my toolbox or my fuel belt. So I'll listen to a podcast or an audible. If I want to get educated or inspired, I'll listen to music. I'll run with my friends. Um, I'll change my route up, uh, in our sun sunrise on the lakefront. It can't, you can't beat it. Um, yeah, so that's ways to prevent boredom. Um, and be kind to yourself, too. Um, be patient. Because just think of anyone out there you see running. They were a beginner, too. Yes. They may have started one mailbox at a time. Yeah, and we're a really fun group, and we're waiting for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, and I think that that part, what you said about, like, looking at other people, I get that a lot. People are like, well, I'm so worried that this person I'm passing by is judging me. I'm so worried um, I'm not going fast enough. You know, they've been doing this forever, and I'm not, I'm not a good runner. Um, so that part is huge, being kind to yourself, because – yeah. I get that a lot. My runners are really, and honest, I was hard on myself too before that accident, but I realized my age group placement, my race results, my grades, my number on a scale, that is only an extension of me. It does not define me. And when I am actually racing a race, if I, um, if I'm pushing past the point of wanting to stop where I'm really uncomfortable, where, where else can I dig from? What else can I ask of myself? So that's where, I mean, even us experienced runners, we need to be kinder to ourselves too. And, and this is our discretionary free time. It should be fun. And I also try and tell my runners, you know, running is just like life. We have good days and bad days. We wake up, we don't know how it's going to be. You're going to have good runs and bad runs, good races and bad races. If they all were bad, we wouldn't get back out there. If they all were good, we would not treasure those, those priceless moments. Yeah. That's so true. <laughs> the good, like the good ones are only good because we like compare it to, and like the struggle, like the struggle yeah. and the challenges and the obstacles that get us stronger to those good races. Yeah. It would just be like, whatever. Yeah. I'm just good at this. Like no big deal. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. That's awesome advice. Um, I'm so glad that you brought that up. Yeah, that's, I, I just think that we, like you said, like we we're hard on ourselves. And I think as adults, like we just expect ourselves to be good at something that then if we're not good at it, we think that it's not for us or we shouldn't be doing it yeah. with that compassion. Yeah. In and out of running for sure. <laughs> that's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it was so wonderful to chat with you for the first time. Like this is crazy. It is just so crazy because I've like known you like quotes, known you for so long, but so awesome. Cool. So I will have links to the, um, everything about you in the show notes, but where can people find you? What's the best place uh, to hear more from you? 
Sure. So people can find me on my website. It's run-for-change.com. And then they can also follow me on social media. And it's me, you, and all spelled out, excuse me, 262. So me, you, and 262. And that's also the name of my new new book that came out, Me, You, and 262. Yeah. Coach Denise's Guide to Your First Marathon. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. So you have, do you have a training? I'm, this is, I was talking to Denise about this before. You have training coming up. It starts in January. When is it? Yeah, I'm going to have um, training about mid-January. Start here in Chicago. Okay. I got to check out yeah. your spring one. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing like to help you um, stick with running, aside from signing up for a race, that's good, is to meet up with other people because then you're more accountable. So true. When yeah, I chapter, check yourself, <laughs> <laughs> I love that when you, and that's, that's another thing too, is I remember being so afraid to run with a running group. Cause, Oh, what I'm not going to be fast enough. Everyone's going to be faster than me. And then you show up and you're like, like it doesn't every, like there's so many different paces. It's so crazy. Yeah. All of this stuff we say to ourselves to put ourselves down. Yeah. And there's even, um, there's so many different running groups too, to choose from. Um, a lot of times just go, um, just go to the internet and look up running stores in your city and check out their websites or go to the store. And then also like social media. Um, because I mean, I've been at, um, I've been at groups where, yeah, they were all way faster than me and it's kind of discouraging. So you just find the right group. It doesn't mean the, it doesn't mean the, the fast people are the wrong group. It's just, it, um, for me, it was too overwhelming. And then it doesn't mean like, cause there's always, you know what it is. We are comparing ourselves to, to all the people that are running or running and walking. And we don't compare ourselves to the rest of the population that doesn't even get out the door which is huge. Yeah. So why don't we, um, why don't we tell ourselves how great we are that we're self-driven and motivated and no, our gym teachers, our parents, our bosses, our coaches aren't telling us to do this. So why don't we give ourselves credit for that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was huge. That was actually someone at our first marathon said something like that. I was like, Oh gosh, I just don't want to be last. And she's like, I don't care if I'm last. Do you know how many people, like what percentage of the population actually gets right. up and signs up for a marathon? And I was like, Ooh, Whoa, she told me <laughs> <laughs> a good future coach. Yeah. She's yeah. Coaching already. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I was like, you're right. You're right. Whoever, like, even if you're the last person, like that finishes the race, or if you finish it after the time limit, like, um, how many of us didn't go and run a race that weekend? Yeah. I was like, wow, thank you for that. It is. It's when people are worried about being last, I just tell them like the person who's last is the one who never made it to the start line and signed up. But we forget about that 99% of the population. (laughs) It's so true. Yeah. Like reprogramming how we talk to ourselves. Which I'm huge on. It really is. Like, and that's the thing is all of this starts with us. How do we talk to ourselves? How do we treat ourselves? Like what, what are those things that we're saying to ourselves on repeat? It changes our life when we uh, get clear on that. Yeah. In and out of running. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. That's why I say running and life are, there's so many parallels. It is. And I wouldn't have known it. Like you don't know it until you experience it. And then you're like, whoa, this isn't just about burning calories. Like it's not at all at all. 
at all yeah. about that. And then when it like, and maybe that's, I think sometimes that's why some people start and that's fine. Like everyone has to get yeah. like, to start and then, but then like you continue on with it because it is more than just that. It, yeah. It's, it's definitely, I mean, it's no lie. We do burn calories, but it becomes so much more and so much richer than that. Yeah. yeah. That's why you and I do what we do. Yeah. yeah it's so <laughs> exciting. Oh, awesome. Well, it was so great talking with you, Denise. Thank you so much. I'll have all the links to everything in the show notes. Thank you. And I look forward to seeing you in person next I year. Know. I know next year. Oh, Sorry that's crazy. That might all have right. been loud. <laughs> okay, Thank take you. care, girl. Thanks for having me.